Speaking of reliability, a podcast with good friends talking with you about reliability engineering topics. Welcome to Speaking of Reliability. This is Fred Shankleberg. And this is Chris Jackson. And I, uh, we're going to have a really fascinating conversation today about K out of end systems, aren't we? Well, the little bit you brought up before we started chatting is makes me think we need to bring another host on in case like one of us fails or, and then we have a two out of three <laughs> system right. going here. And, uh, we can take advantage of this. Right. So right now you're saying we're a seri- a, a two-component series system or if one of us fails, the wheels There's fall no off. more show. You know, that's the way it goes. Right. So if we have three, three not hosts, but three Participants people talking hosts, away, Yeah, three people, yeah. One of us can safely have a heart attack. With the show going on, is that what you're saying? Well, you know, we're reliability folks. The show must go on. So I, I, we have, yes. I think I have Skype and uh, uh, Zoom open at this moment. And we've got backups and all this kind of stuff. We take redundancy pretty seriously. We, I haven't done all the calculations for it because they don't have any numbers for all these different components I got in the system. But um, but just in the brief description of what you wanted to talk about today, it was like, that's why we have such a, a cool title for the today's episode is K right. out of N systems. And so, and I, you mentioned something like, wait a sec, I don't know what let's hit record. Come on. So what are you in the world? Were you yammering about before we hit record? Well, I think that every, it, like so many reliability topics or terms or phrases, when you say, okay, okay, let's really look at what the mean time to failure is. And a lot of people roll their eyes and say, oh, I know what the mean is. It's, you know, this, that, and it's, uh, but do you really know what it means? Because I'm looking at the specification from your company and you said the mean time between failure for this component needs to be at least eight years. And uh, I know that you're all about warranty reliability. Oh, well, if the MTBF exceeds warranty, no, you don't know what you're talking about, even though yeah. you roll your eyes when we said, Let's talk about the mean time between I mean time to failure, uh, as if you knew exactly what it was. But I can see based on what your company does, you you can barely spell MTTF, let alone use it in a informed, in a meaningful way. way. Well, yeah, we get that a lot, and that's subject right. for many other discussions. But yeah, but you're saying the same is for parallel systems. You think absolutely parallel systems and series systems and K out of N systems, and I think we had a really lovely preamble, which surreptitiously defined what a CAD event system is when we're talking about the number of panelists for the podcast. Uh, a CAD event system means that if you have N usually identical components. Um, I'll take that as a compliment, you know, that we're equal. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, we'll provide similar functions. Right. Yeah. You know. We can talk until our arms fall off about reliability stuff, if that's the... Uh, that's the criteria. So, uh, that makes us identical. Um, but a card event system, you have N components which are broadly identical or at least provide the same function and you only need K of them to work. So, for example, a two out of three system or two out of three pumping system might be a system which has three pumps. And for the system to work, you only need two of those three pumps to work. doesn't matter which two, just two of them. Right. So there is, in that kind of system, there's three different scenarios, you know, that it still works. And then, so it, it's actually a bit four. more complicated. That's it's why actually four, four different four. That's right. And they're all working. They all um, work. Yep. Yeah. But it's, so there's a little bit more 
a strange looking formula. Yet one of the things I like about the K out of N formula is they go, well, if I require three out of three to work, well, then it reduces to a series system, right? Right. And if one fails, then the whole system fails and I'm done. That's a series system. But on the other hand, if I need, if, if it, what was the other, the other extreme is three in parallel, three in parallel. I need all three to work, or I only need one of the three to work. Mm -hmm. Then I have a parallel system. So you only right. really need to know that one ugly looking formula compared to the other two. And then you're off and running. Yes and no, because that ugly looking formula you're talking about assumes every component has the same reliability curve. So right. for example, a series system, which is a one out of three, uh, sorry, three out of three system, uh, if you have a pump, a valve, and a tank, they usually have different reliability curves. And of course, well, we can just more. assume that away. You know. Oh no, we had a podcast about that recently. Yeah, we talked about that too. But the <laughs> idea is, is that yeah, if it dealing with the K out of N system oftentimes forces us to use similar systems with similar outputs right. on them. And yet I think it can be solved if they're not. It's just that it gets way more ugly looking. It can be, and one of the more useful ways to solve it is use an event tree um, for each individual pump reliability. But I think, honestly, the main point of all these conversations we have is, is I mean, we can talk about the definition of mean time to, to failure and definition of a cat event system, but I think the main point of our podcast tend to be, well, what does it actually mean? What does a K out event system mean? And we actually had a look at a couple of charts, mm -hmm. and we looked at, a, a, a chart where we looked at the reliability curve of a series system, a three out of three system. And of course, the system reliability curve is always less than the reliability curve of the components for a series system. Right. And then we looked at uh, the reliability curve for a three pump parallel system. And of course, the reliability curve of the parallel system, parallel system is always higher than the, the reliability curve of, the, uh, of any of the pumps. And, and note here, for the listeners is Chris is talking about the reliability curve. So think histogram or, you know, uh, some curve, log normal, viable gamma, something like that, not a point estimate. Mm -hmm. right? You're not talking about adding, using just the average value for each pump's time to failure. Um, you're, you're using the actual dispersion of uh, the chart you had, had your, your, ever-present uh, random hand of chance dropping down the, the uh, time to failures, and it shows a spread of times to failure. Right, and the reliability curve itself, you know, starts at 100%, and as start to fail, goes down to eventually, until it eventually hits 0%. Um, I think we've got a lot of podcasts and articles about that yep. uh, as well, but... Um, but yeah, so you know, you'll see for a reliability curve for a single pump, it starts at 100% as the pump wears out. Then you'll see it sort of reliability goes down as the chance of it still working decreases. And then eventually when everything will fail, the reliability curve bottoms out. But when you have a series system for three pumps, essentially what you're doing, you got a three out of three system, you give the system more ways for it to fail, which means the reliability curve of the system always sits beneath the reliability curve of the uh, pumps because system reliability will always be lower than component reliability. The uh, And, and it, the opposite is true for parallel system because parallel systems essentially give your system more ways for it to work. And so the reliability curve for the parallel system is always above the reliability curve for the individual pump. But we saw something very different 
for the two out of three system reliability curve. And that was that the reliability curve for a two out of three system starts above pump reliability curves when it's very young and finishes below. So it's it, the K out of three, two out of three system, I should say, mimics a parallel system early. Until the first pump fails. Yep, which is often when, what you're interested in. Well, yep. it's not until the first pump fails because... That doesn't take the system now. You need you only need right. two out of the three to work. So it the time until the first one fails of the three, it's working like a parallel system of all three. It's just one out of three. Right. Because there's still redundancy a, present. Yeah. So it's still but working. Towards... It's still having, happy and it's moving on. But now there's only two pumps left. And if one fails, now it's a series system. Mm -hmm. You can see that very visually because... The reliability curve starts high above, or it, it sort of mimics a parallel curve reliability curve, a parallel system reliability curve initially, and then it mimics a series system reliability curve towards the end. And that's not a lot of people know that. Not a lot of people know that having a two out of three system means when it's young, it looks very parallelish, but when it's old, it looks very seriesish. And as a rule, we're most fascinated by the region. Um, associated with young systems. We we don't, a lot of things, warranty reliabilities are usually 90% plus, which means you're only interested in studying the region within which a small fraction of your systems fail. So a two out of three system will often give you the reliability performance you need for the region which matters most, which are those, that small fraction of early failures. Well, it also gives you the opportunity, especially if you make a, a hot swappable components. I'm thinking of, of servers that have hot swappable power supplies, for example. If I had a two out of three power supply system, when the first one fails, the system drives on, keeps doing what it's doing, gives us the opportunity to, to swap out the, the bad one. Now I'm back to a full three parallel system right. until the next one fails. But the formula for that is still a two out of three system. Yeah, and that, but that would apply to any system which has redundancy. So a parallel system, same thing applies. So yep. you get that that benefit where you have redundancy allows you to repair the broken component while the hitherto redundant components take take the, the lead. But also, I think one of the, the other things we often forget about card event systems is the whole concept of load sharing. So for example, if your system requires 100 gallons of water to be pumped per minute, and you have a two-pump parallel system doing that, then each pump needs to have be able to pump 100 gallons per minute by itself to have redundancy. So right. one of those because if one fails, then the other one can take the full load and so on. Right. Okay. So for a two-pump parallel system, each pump needs to be 100 gallons per minute. So the total system capacity is 200 gallons per minute. Um, and for a uh, two out of three well, system, you know, right? you know what's going to happen with that. Then the the plant managers can say, "What? We can do two hundred gallons a minute. Let's do that." And now we have uh, a series system again. <laughs> yeah, <let's, laughs> that, the reality know. steps in at those points, right? Um, but if you have a two out of three system, then you if your your system requires to pump hundred gallons per minute, then each pump only needs to be able to pump fifty gallons per minute, which means overall your pumping system. Parallel two out of three. The two out of three will take much less footprint from your facility because you have three smaller pumps with the total pumping capacity 
of 150 gallons per minute, per minute. And so without saying which one's right or wrong, I think people don't truly understand the characteristics of parallel versus cardamine systems to make informed decisions. I think it's just arbitrarily chosen one way or the other with little genuine thought. Um, and, then, and then we move on. Uh, you could, but you, we don't have to have two out of three systems. You can have three out of five systems or you know four out of seven systems, so to speak. Um, and, and each one will have its own unique benefits and, and issues as well. Of course, if you have two out of three systems, now all of a sudden you have three components you need to maintain versus two. And that might be a bad thing. Might not be that bad a thing at all. So well, when you when you mentioned the five out of seven, I saw that in in an it was a solar array inverter, a big mm -hmm. inverter. I mean, like power station sized systems, and they had a five out of seven. These great big capacitors, yeah. these you know the large large capacitors in it, but they had five out of seven in it. Now that the I said, well, which ones fail? Which I probably should. They didn't ever ask that themselves. And the tech that I was talking to that did most of the servicing on those systems they were selling said, well, it's always the one very conveniently. It's always the one closest to the cabinet door. Mm. And I, hmm, well, this doesn't sound like we're going to, this is going to work. <laughs> you know, um, if it's always the same one, then they're not independently competing to see who fails anymore. It's mm. it's always the two or the three that are up closest to the front door. So oh. we put some thermocouples in there and found out it you know dramatically different temperatures. Right. Like, there you hmm, okay. Well, this is okay. This is where it gets more complicated, guys. We got to figure out you know the different time to failures based on location within your consist your system, or right. put something else in here. So I I don't know. I, the the math and stuff is all great until you get an ops manager saying, "What we got two hundred gallons per minute capacity? Let's double our production." And I, boss, that's not how it works. If you want availability, then that's great. If you want capacity, then yeah, you can do that. But realize that you're going to go down unexpectedly way more often. You know, oh no no no, we we'll never go down. I mean, but that's not to say that there could be a scenario where turning into a serious you want you what we we can pump 200 gallons per minute yep. all right let's do that but if you need a reliability engineer to say okay just understand that you're we're going to, the system will fail like this and we'll have yeah. you know we'll be offline more times than than they're not because it's now a series system when you do the math and you have a genuine look at the value that that new approach brings, it might still be worth it. I'm not, but I think what you're talking about is people just say, oh, turn it, turn it up to 11 and yep. I'll still yell at you if it fails. So, Well, there's there's that. But I think you're exactly right. It's the response has to be, well, you know, here's here's the consequence. We're instead of having one failure per month with, you know, some probability of occurring, uh, we're going to have three failures per month with this right. probability. And here's the consequence, the cost, the downtime, the uh, how often we're going to be offline, the cost of repairing it, flying somebody out there to swap out these capacitors, you know, the, stuff like that. And you had a great podcast about, you know, you got to tie it to what it actually means. What's the consequence yeah. of, of doing this stuff? And if it's inconsequential, 200 gallons a minute, go. If it's shutting down your plant, and if like I was, involved with a plant years and years and years ago that was using uh caustic soda 
in part of their process. And if it gets too hot, it solidifies. And if it gets too cold, it solidifies. Um, and so they use redundant systems to maintain the temperature of it because otherwise they had to, you know, cut out all the pipes that the stuff went solid in and replace it. And it was a, a lot of downtime to make that, to do that. And so for them, redundancy was very crucial that he got this temperature right and kept it right. And because the consequence of not getting it right was millions of dollars. And right. so they took it very, very seriously. Whereas in the design process and, and the, the five out of seven was an electrician, electrical engineer said, well, I can solve a electrical behavior problem of having just enough capacitance. So I'm going to put in some extra capacitance and I only really need five of them to work. Yet if I put seven in it, I get these better behavior in the circuit uh, right. for all kinds of reasons. It wasn't for the redundancy of the system. It was more for the electrical performance. And it had an advantage uh, overall it, until it broke down and they were trying to figure out why aren't our calculations showing these last long enough? And then it was like, well, there's this reality thing that you forgot. There's an assumption that they're all similar time to failure distributions. And if they're not, then the formula doesn't work anymore. So that's that was my point about the five out of seven might be yeah. done for a completely different reason. But I think it's um I think it's a very cogent point. I mean it's a whole separate conversation. It's and uh you when you do card event systems, again, the, the equation you see in most textbooks is got a few exclamation marks, not to sort of emphasize how important that part of the equation is. It uses factorials and sigmas and everything else. But as a rule, you'll see it assume that the reliability curve of each component is exactly the same. But as you point out in some scenarios, it's not the case, especially when, as opposed to providing redundancy, those additional capacitors actually modify the functionality overall, uh, which means they, that they're important in different ways. But I I mean, let's, let's think of another scenario where this is, might be a kind of a big deal. You might be able to have, let's just say, I don't know, uh, a two-pump parallel system or a three-out-of-five system, um, a choice between those two. You might be comparing those two. I mean, of course, if you have a, a, a two-pump parallel system, that implies that uh, you only need one of those pumps to work for the system mm -hmm. to work. So that means that pump would have to have a capacity of 100 gallons per minute. The system requirement is 100 gallons per minute. But a three-out-of-five system, uh, each pump would have to have a capacity of 33.3 gallons per minute. Now, that might replacing or repairing a 33 gallon per minute pump versus a 100 gallon per minute pump, well, you might only need one dude to maintain that pump when he does yeah. his, he or she does his monthly checks or re repairs or what have you. But that 100 gallon per minute pump, maybe you need two dudes and a crane. Um, uh, or, or or something similar. You, mm -hmm. the 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 amount of effort might not just be a linear, might might not just be simply three times as much. It might be quite a deal more in terms of downtime, the equipment you need, how many personnel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, and and things like availability. I think right. the electrical systems are running into that, where the larger transformers for electrical distribution are in very short supply. So if I can create a system that uses much smaller transformers. I can get those, of right. course, is not. 
Lady Tom. It was on the news yesterday that they were redesigning subdivisions to distribute the power in a completely different way than the way they normally did because of supply chain problems. Right. And so you can, if you, if smaller components are one easy to maintain, they might be disproportionately cheaper too. Disproportionately cheaper. That is a pump that is pump three times as much fluid might cost more than three times as much. Yeah. For three, you got you know supply. Um, so maintenance costs, uh, purchase costs, and supply chains called availability for the supply or supply chain issues beyond cost. Um, it's just it's it's not just the math. Uh, right. If you, you you might be able to have a three out of five system, which has you know the, the downside is you have five five components as opposed to two pumps in parallel. But you have a much smaller overall footprint. Each pump's easier to maintain. Each pump's dis disproportionately cheaper. It's much easier to get. The lead times are much less. It's much easier to, you know, you can have more on the shelf, so to speak. Um, and let's just say, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there is a problem. I mean, it will, uh, a three out of five pumping system usually won't be as reliable as a two out of two, sorry, as a two, two parallels pump system. But at least you can make an informed choice. The the slight decrease in reliability might be more than compensated by all that other stuff. Um, because when that one of those two pumps fails, those hundred gallon per minute pumps fail, as soon as one of those two pumps fails, and it's a nine month lead time or 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 what have you. Mm -hmm. Um or here's another one. Let's talk about risk and supply chain. Maybe only one manufacturer makes those pumps. So as soon as they decide that they're not going to operate anymore, they're gonna move away to a different pump scenario, maybe you'll have a plethora of potential suppliers for 33 gallon per minute pumps. And that's means that if, if, if one supplier can't cut it anymore, then you've got options. Um, so it's, uh, it's not just the math, but it really means you need to start with understanding exactly what caravan systems do. And they mimic parallel systems yet when they're young and they mimic serious systems when they're old. But as a rule, we're often interested in that sort of very early um region yeah those very yeah. early failures and that might be all good yeah yeah i i might have to go and talk to my uh, local community we have a, a a a parallel system for our main pumps that move water from the treatment plant up to the water to the storage the distribution system and um now i'll go tell them they got to buy three smaller pumps and replace that system <laughs> Right. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> but uh, so far, the the two in parallel um, have been uh, working beautifully for about five years. They do a little bit of maintenance on it once in a while, but not much, and they just work. So that the, the last there was a recommendation of mine years ago because they had one barely capable of doing the 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 work it needed to do. It was leaking all over the room. They put curtains around it like shower curtains around it to control the spray of water coming off these pumps and i said you know i don't need to be a reliability engineer to know that that doesn't look good and then when it finally failed it cost us three times as much money to get the replacement pieces and i had to drive like 400 miles to go get it and we were down yeah. for three days and so that finally the people that we were making the decisions on what to buy and and improve the systems that oh maybe we should get a redundant system oh, okay. incredible yeah it was beyond um 
they finally replaced the, mo the model A uh, engine and and transmission that was in and gearbox that was used to re control the weir gate. A, we have a small collection dam and it has a gate on it that they mm -hmm. use this old model A engine that was sitting in the corner and connected to a bunch of gears that would move this thing around. Define uh, model A. You're talking about Ford Model A? Yeah, Ford Model A engine. As in back in the day Ford Model A? Yeah, like good lord. Over 120 years old now. I think. <laughs> <laughs> 100 right. years old at least yeah and it worked great started every time and it was loud and smoky and blew exhaust all over the place and it was just beautiful <laughs> it's the coolest looking piece of equipment i'd seen anywhere in any factory and um it worked didn't oh. want to get your hand anywhere near it but it was cool but anyway um I didn't know that. I didn't know, you know, I never really thought that through that it's like a parallel system and then until it's not, then it goes to series system for a two out of three type system and, and similar behavior for these other scenarios. Um, and it has lots of advantages. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We and a couple, do of, dis a couple, a couple of disadvantages. Yeah. No, it, it's a trade-off. And I think that's part of the process of what we do as, as an engineer. Um, so if you're listening to this, hey, did you think of that? Did you know that? Uh, maybe you did. Uh, or do you have other questions about this redundancy and system modeling, stuff like that? Chris has indicated it, it offline that he was thinking about doing a bunch more stuff on system uh, reliability modeling. So if you got something in mind, that, that uh, could be a topic for one, a future podcast, but more importantly, a, a future webinar that Chris does. Uh, let us know. Head over to ascendoreliability.com slash go slash SOR. And you can find a couple of ways to get in touch, in touch with us. Uh, we have lots of uh, hosts and that's, I don't know if that's, we need two out of, what do we got? Five people active usually <laughs> at one point. So two out of five system for scheduling these podcasts, but that gives you five different people you can ask questions to and get get pretty quick answers. And then uh, we'll often talk about it and get some more depth on it. Let us know what's on your mind. We'd love to hear from you. And with that, Chris, I think we'll call it a show or an episode. Not the show. This is not the final episode. No, I'll call it a show. I mean, I put a show on. Let's call it a show. Let's not be okay. Let's not, let's not be too humble. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Speaking of Reliability. We invite you to join the conversation if you have a question or a topic that you think we should discuss in a future show, please let us know. You can find a comment box below the episode show notes or just leave a note as part of a review on iTunes.